Welcome back, everybody. This is Javi here once again with the Chat Audio Podcast, talking about everything and anything. This episode, we have Colton Howard here from Indiana. Uh, welcome to the episode, Colton. How's it going, Javi? Good, good. Keeping busy? Yeah, absolutely. Um, kind of have a slower week with the uh, holidays coming around, so I appreciate you uh, having me. Sure, of course. So right out of the gate. For those of you that may not be familiar with Colton, do you mind Colton telling us a little bit about yourself just to set the scene? Sure, absolutely. So um, I am a sports reporter slash anchor at a local television station in Fort Wayne. Um, that's my primary type of um, job. Mm-hmm. And then on the side with you, uh, Javi, I do a little guys and ties shooting, little modeling gig. Um, but yeah, I mean, outside of work, I like to obviously watch sports, but, um, you know, spend time with my family, spend time with my girlfriend, um, and just kind of enjoy life. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely do enough to keep me busy. Nice. Okay. Even busier than what you should be right now in this, in this, uh, current time frame, or as busy as you can. A little bit of both, you know, it's, it's very interesting, especially to be a sports reporter right now when Mm -hmm. every day is kind of a, a gamble of if a sports even is even going to happen because (laughs) of the world that we live in right now. So um, it's a lot of scheduling and strategically scheduling to make sure that, you know, we're getting to as many games that are actually being played. So uh, yeah, it adds a def, it definitely adds a little different, spin off of, uh, of of how tough things are right now because it's something that like most Americans and most people right now that we've never had to go through before. Yeah, makes sense. So what got you into uh, into the world of sports and broadcasting and, and, and everything like that? Well, when as young as I can remember, I was always playing sports and watching sports and doing anything that remotely was related to sports. And, you know, I played sports all growing up, but not everybody can make it to the NBA or the MLB or NFL or whatever. Um, And so then you start looking at opportunities. You're like, okay, what do I want to do when I grow up? And you're like, well, I really like sports. How can I still be in sports and, and do that for a career, make money doing that? Well, I found that my niche was I like talking about sports. I talk sports all the time. And so I was like, wouldn't it be cool if I could get paid to talk about sports? And it just kind of seemed like a no-brainer to me. Now, you know, my job is a lot more than just talking sports. It's a lot of shooting sports and writing and all that jazz. But, man, when your office is a basketball court or a football field (laughs) or a baseball diamond or whatever it is, I mean, that's not a bad day at the office. So – that's what really got me into it. Sure, sure. So would you say the best part about your job is talking about the sports that you get to see on TV or even be in person? Yeah, I would say probably more person because if I'm talking about something, I want to make sure that, you know, I know it like the back of my hand. Mm -hmm. And when I can actually be there, and I'm actually there in person or on the sidelines or something, that's when I really feel like, you know, you're understanding the atmosphere, you're understanding what's going on in the game. So I would say 
being in person is something that I like to do a little, little bit more. Um, now, one of the benefits that you have when you're watching television is, you know, you can kind of hear the commentators so you can kind of see what they're thinking and, you know, mm -hmm. if they're thinking the same thing that you're thinking and kind of bounce your ideas off of them while you're watching the game. Um, but there's just something about being at the game and really surrounding yourself in that atmosphere and kind of came, coming up with your own report of what you see with your own eyes while you're there. That's that's something that's really special. Got it. So were you there at that Ball State game recently? The one that made it on ESPN <laughs> for maybe the wildest. Yes, that one. In college football, maybe football history. Yeah, Absolutely. 50 lateral passes and a bunch of flags and a bunch of extra extra players on the field. Craziness. <laughs> so with with that game specifically, how did you piece it all together? Because I know there was a lot to talk about, and I'm sure you could you could go on and talk about it for, for a good 20 minutes just with everything that went on in the last minute of the game or even last 10 seconds sure. of the clock. So how, how do you, with that process of, of, of recapping everything, what, what, what is your process? So that way from the start, which is watching the game, taking notes to delivering it on TV, what is that process like? Well, it starts at the game because normally I'm the one that's shooting the highlights too mm -hmm. because I like to kind of know what angles I'm getting. It's just, it makes it easier when you're put piecing it all together, like yeah. you said, to kind of shoot yourself because you know where everything is. So usually mm -hmm. I'm the one shooting. Um, and as the game's going on and I see a big play happen, let's say like a touchdown happens first quarter. Well, as soon as I get done shooting that play, what I do is I open up phone, my notes in my phone and I, um, I type out like just like a short little little shorthand of what happened. Like maybe um, uh, Drew Pitt, Drew Plitt, which is Ball State's quarterback, mm -hmm. um, gives it to gives it to Hall down the sidelines, and that it was a twenty yard gain for a touchdown. Um, so I might write something just like that in my notes, so that way I, I I have a little shorthand. I have a little mental mental note of that's what happened right then. So then, as the game goes on, I keep doing that, doing that, doing that, and usually I have a time limit for how long I can talk about something before I need to move on and, uh, because we're only allowed so many minutes in a show. Yeah. So let's say my time limits two minutes to talk about that. Um, then I start piecing together. Okay. Well, how long is everything I have written down going to take? Well, that might take three minutes. So then I have to start kind of eliminating, okay, like what was really important. So then I get it down to that two minutes. I time it out. It's all good. I feel like I told the story well. Then that's when I'll go present it. But there's a lot of steps in the background that kind of lead to that final presentation. Got it. How tough is it condensing all the content that you have down to those that time frame? Because I'm, I'm sure you have it to you at the time. It's this is good. This is good. And this is good to show. But I got to condense it down. How do you go and say, OK, this one is, is better than this clip? Man, it's tough. It really is. Like there was this one game back in football season that went into a quadruple overtime. And it's like, oh my goodness, <laughs> you know, when the score is like 50 to 42 and there's so much offense going on and yeah. there was great touchdowns in the first half, great touchdowns in the second half. And oh, by the way, there was touchdowns every single overtime. It's like, what do you put in it when you can only have it go for a minute and 20 seconds? So that one was really tough. And that's when you got to start really thinking about, okay, what well, was really important? Well, even though those touchdowns in the first and second half, those were, you know, off plays and that led to it going to overtime. Yeah. It's not necessarily the most important part. Overtime's the most important part. Mm -hmm. So you start in overtime. 
we join this game in overtime and that's when you suck in the audience right there like okay this is a really interesting game neck and neck all game it's in overtime pick it up there and then hopefully by that a minute 20 seconds or whatever you can piece together four or five touchdowns in that hmm. overtime period that really sealed the ball game but I would say when worst comes to worst and you really are trying to make time for you know your time segment and you got to condense it the later in the game the possible especially if it's a close game because yeah. those final minutes in a close game are what normally will decide it makes sense got it so how long have you been on tv uh with the sports part i i think i made my tv debut when i was like 18 i started in indianapolis with this um little run-up station called uh the mick network it was mm. a bunch of the mick the Mick Conference is a high school conference in Indianapolis surrounded by some of the best high school talent there is in sports. I mean, that, that's your Warren Centrals, your Carmels, Ben Davis, Center Groves, the real heavy hitters in Indiana when it comes to sports. That's what the conference they play in. And so they uh, they came up with this network idea that they wanted to kind of mock after like the Big Ten network. Yeah. Where they just are at all these games and they cover that. So... Um, I started out doing play-by-play for that network, which just did all the, like, the football and basketball games in that area. Then I started doing some um, internship work with Wish TV in Indianapolis mm-hmm. and uh, WPTA in Fort Wayne. And then that one thing led to another, did some student broadcasting at Ball State University where I went to college and then um, got a job up here in Fort Wayne. And the rest is history here at Wayne 15. Got it. How nervous were you on day one? Man, uh, pretty nervous, you know, but it's not as bad when you can just kind of like talk yourself into <laughs> you're just talking to a camera. Yeah. Uh, when you're just talking to a camera, you can kind of kind of get over that. At least I can, um, unless something starts going wrong, you know, like the video freezes up or like your script skips in the teleprompter or, you know, just stuff that yeah. happens in live TV. It happens. But that's when you start to get a little little panicky a little little sweaty because you don't <laughs> yeah. know because it's live tv you yep. know it's scary um so maybe that's when i get a little panicky got it after you've been doing this for for a while do, do you uh do people kind of spot you out when you're out in public and say hey i see you on tv and you know these spark a little conversation yeah absolutely and it's really cool especially when the community engages with me um one time I got to um, this lady stopped me she was like my mom just like like likes watching you and so I got to to wish her a happy birthday so that was pretty cool but um, it's been a little bit different with all with the mask ordinance now because you wear a mask everywhere you go so that kind of um, that kind of eliminates that but I'm looking forward to when the day we don't have to maybe wear masks anymore and I can really start engaging with the community again Hey, at least you're not the weatherman where they say, hey, it's you that called for 10 inches of snow. We got nothing or the opposite, <laughs> man. Well, I, I know. So, hey, if everybody has bad shows yep. and I can tell you, I do love the mask when I when I have a bad show. I'm like, oh, cool. I can just put this on and nobody has to see. Get your sunglasses and hat on and put your hoodie up and just go out. Exactly. Incognito style. Right. What are your do's and don'ts then when you're when you're working on 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 a segment or even when you're on TV that you go for this stuff I need to do this for it to go right or for this stuff I I cannot do this because if I do this it's going to go bad it's going to look cheap or or whatever what is your mental 
do's and don'ts? That's interesting. That's a really good question. I would say right off the bat, and it's something I'm terribly guilty of, and you know, I need to. I, mm-hmm. It's I'm working on getting better at it. But I would say a big don't is procrastination. The more that you can plan out, especially because most of our stuff is not taped, it is live. The yeah. more that you can plan out, just obviously, the better it's going to go. Yeah. Um, so you know, and so I try not to procrastinate too much. You know, anytime I can like kind of skeleton out a segment or something like that it normally will just go better um so i would say that's a big don't don't procrastinate on the other flip side do plan (laughs) because the planning is gonna the planning is gonna help you um i would say definitely um be yourself because people i feel like can spot out when you know you're you're not Mm -hmm. being your true self um, and just have fun with it, um, especially being in the realm, the world I'm in with sports. Like, sports is meant to be fun. Sports isn't. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you have serious things, obviously. But for the most part, sports are fun. And so try to have fun with your sports cast. And that's one way I try to make it unique. One of the best pieces of advice I ever got was in the day of the world we live in now, if somebody wants just to know the score of a game, even high school, they can go check Twitter. If it's college or if it's professional, they can open up their ESPN app or whatever and check mm-hmm. the score right there. So you have to make them want to watch you for some other reason than to just find out the score. So that's when you start getting kind of creative with it. And when you start calling, you know, calling games or calling highlights, you got to make it a little interesting or you tell those cool, really inter- interesting feature stories about a in-depth on an athlete. Sure. But you got to find something that really draws an audience in because just giving the scores alone, that day is come and gone. Got it. Have you had any schools or any, any, any basketball or football teams or even soccer teams say, hey, can you call my game uh, next week on the, uh, on the, on the, on the channel? Yeah, we get people request all the time, you know, like, hey, you know, come show show uh, our school some love and mm-hmm. we're doing this and that over there. And that's that's honestly so helpful because our especially our sports department, it's only two people. It's me and the sports director. Mm-hmm. So you got two sets of ears and you got two sets of eyes in there. And we try to see and hear as much as we can. But when you have a community as large as ours, sometimes, you know, you can't be everywhere at once. And so mm-hmm. when they when they will reach out to us and kind of let us know what's going on, that really helps because especially our station is uh, is a really big heavy hitter in this in this area. So That's anytime good. that we can get to something, a lot of our a lot of the community here sees mm-hmm. it. So the more we can get to the better for sure. That's cool. It's cool. Um, so what, what advice would you give to somebody who is who is interested in doing what you're doing? do it but but take it seriously um you know i think a lot of people get hung up on the idea of being on television Mm -hmm. and if that's if that's what you're like really into local news probably isn't the real thing for you because that's just such a small sliver of your day you know you work a eight to twelve hour shift and you're on tv for maybe five to eight minutes and that's if I'm anchoring, if I'm yeah. just like doing a feature story, you know, I'm on TV for like 20 seconds in a day. And so like, if you really like break that down, you're doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes. But if you're really, tr- if your true passion sports and you like to talk to people and you think you got a little bit of a personality, do it. 
because it's not impossible. Um, and yeah, if um, do it. Got it. No, not bad, not bad. I mean, it, it's it's a lot of the. I want to do this, but I don't know why I haven't done it. So yeah, it's it's one of the things where you just Absolutely. have to. Well, and and I can relate to the, the to the fact of you know people when you say like, oh, I want to I want to be on TV and I want to like talk about sports. People will, will then tell you like, oh, why don't you go find a real job? You know, like hmm. you, you know how few and far between that happens and stuff. And yeah, it's tough. It really is. But there's so many avenues nowadays. I mean, look what you're doing right now, Javi. You, you've started your own podcast where you talk a little bit about everything. And if there's just such an avenue right now for, for anybody to start a social medium of mm-hmm. whether it's a podcast or if it's on the radio, yeah. if it's on television, if it's on social media, you, you, you know, there's so many opportunities now that you just got to just put yourself out there and, and something will hit if yeah. you, if you stay in the game longer. Makes sense. If you, if you can out, if you can outwork somebody, like I, I'm a firm believer that hard work beats talent any day. Yeah. Okay. Pretty good. Last question for this episode. I know we covered a lot in about 20 minutes, so we're doing pretty good. If you were to go back cool. in time 10 years, what advice would you tell yourself and would you listen to yourself? Oh, my God. Don't the worry. The second part of that one is – the second part of that one is absolutely not. I would I, – like I know myself and I don't, I don't think I would be – I would listen to myself because <laughs> I know I was hard-headed. Um, <laughs> but I would just try to tell myself to relax and have fun more. Um, I think I was really serious and re- about my future and it turned out good. Mm-hmm. It really did. Um, but you're just like, uh, some of the, you look back and you're like, maybe some of those times I could have relaxed and like went and hung out with friends on a Friday night or something like that instead of going to work. Because like now that you work full time, you're like, oh, I, I miss being a kid and being and not having as many responsibilities. <laughs> Now, was it worth it? Because <laughs> you know? I'm sure you're 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 where you're at because of your hard work. Was was it worth you know missing out on some things just because you wanted to advance your future and your career? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm I'm very grateful for where I am right now, and I know that if it was anywhere differently, yeah, I I wouldn't be like if I'm not achieving what I want to achieve, I'm not satisfied. So I I know in any other way, I wouldn't be happy as happy. Got it. All right. Well, that concludes this episode. Uh, Thanks again, Colton, for stopping by. And thanks again, everybody, for listening, all two of you. Um, We'll be back with another episode on a different topic with Colton next time. But thanks again for stopping by. And Colton, we will see you all next time. Avi, thanks for having me.